Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series. Join you weekdays, 10am at UK time. I'm joined this morning by Umar. How are you doing, mate? You good, you well? Yeah, I'm good, TC. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. Um, enjoyed the game last night? Did you watch? Yeah, I watched it. Um, only the fact because nothing else was on TV. But <laughs> it was quite boring. You know what? I was hoping someone would score um, and it wouldn't drag on uh, until extra time so yeah it, it was great i think um the limbs in the crowd were excellent i think after the conclusion of the game the atmosphere was electric so yeah could only applaud west ham uh for that victory i think uh fully merited and yeah i think gr- great for david moyes and um Declan rice to achieve that with west ham yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's obviously an amazing achievement for for the club. I think they were unbeaten across the whole competition. One twelve, drew one of the games that they had overall, which obviously you know they deservedly uh, go on to win that competition. I immediately though, it shows you how big of a club Arsenal are because yeah, it was almost yeah, as if Arsenal was. were the the focus of last night. Like on socials, I couldn't stop seeing people talk about Arsenal. Could you? It's obsession, bro. It's obsession. <laughs> like honestly, it's crazy. Like the first thing that people just focus on, you're 100% right, is Arsenal. Oh, West Ham have more European trophies than Arsenal. Do your history, people. Do your history. And this, you know what the funny thing is? Now on Twitter, there's like a little format, I think, that like a button where you basically, if someone tweets something which is inaccurate, you can basically yeah. amend it. And it comes up with, no, someone said Arsenal have not won any, more, any European trophies this time, I've won more. And underneath <laughs> it says, this is inaccurate. Arsenal have won a European Cup Winners' Cup. Etc. Yeah. Etc. So yeah, people are obsessed, but it shows. It shows we're back, bro. It shows we're back. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the fact that people just end up talking about Arsenal uh, when it comes to you know anything to do with that. It's uh, it is what it is uh, regarding uh, other tournaments, other trophies, and things like that. But you know, people saying that Arsenal haven't got their hands on a European trophy just aren't true, and do need to learn their history somewhat. Um, Obviously, that leads into the the Declan Rice discussions. Uh, all of the reports out this morning, you know, understanding on my end as well is you know ninety million plus uh, is the expected initial bid from Arsenal. Do you feel as though that's a representative price? Do you think that's enough to get the deal done, or do you think we might need to be doing a little bit more negotiations for him? I think it's a good starting point. To mm. be honest, I think. Um, it, 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 will, it will bring West Ham um, to the table. It won't disrespect them in terms of uh, below par bid. Um, and it will basically mean, okay, negotiations are start, have started. We want Declan Rice. We're going to do everything in our power to bring him to this football club. And I think that's a great starting bid. I know a lot of um, fans would like us to um, go all out, put the money on the table so West Ham don't have really have a decision to make in this matter. But I think negotiations don't really work like that in football. I think it's a great starting bid. I could see us coming to an agreement in the region of £95 million. To be honest, I don't think it's going to go upwards of £100 million. I can see Arsenal and West Ham agreeing the deal in the region of £95 million. It seems that West Ham um, want the payments um, up and, uh, like all, in all in all in, up until 2025, I think it was. I read somewhere. Um, so... I can see Arsenal moving swiftly with this deal. Like, they didn't even allow Declan Rice to celebrate properly 
and the news has already broken that Arsenal are set to prepare an opening opening bid. I think his interview um, post-match on BT Sport was quite telling. He was respectful uh, to West Ham, but I think this is the perfect way to end his West Ham career. Like, he, he's, he signed off... Um, with the European trophy, he's captain West Ham to the first trophy in over 50 years. Um, he's going to go down in West Ham United history, but now it's an opportunity for him to go to a bigger and better club. And that's no disrespect to West Ham, but Declan Rice should be playing in the Champions League. He should be playing for a club which is competing for the Premier League title. And I think he realises that. And I think his interview post-match was very respectful. He wasn't ruling anything out in terms of staying, but I think you have to do that as a player. You're not outright going to come out and say, yeah, this is my final game for West Ham. I'm on, the, I'm on the way to Arsenal because at the end of the day, we still have to agree a fee with West Ham United. Until that's done, Declan Rice won't be joining us. So, but I can see this I can see this deal moving swiftly. I think he's the priority target. I think Mikel Arteta has probably told Edu, the Cronkase, if there's one man I want this summer, it's Declan Rice giving me a power to get this player to, to our football club and I can see it happening but yeah great player top man and I just love the, the love the way he dances you know that I just love the vibes and then David Moyes danced it um yeah <laughs> it's uh yeah look, I, I love seeing some of the videos and stuff like that I'm not you know we're not we support another club and all of that but you know we've got friends family that have their links to other teams and it's nice seeing them celebrate you know I, I can appreciate that in the same way um nice to see people happy but I have enjoyed the obsession with Arsenal it's been it's been great and uh Declan Rice I loved what he I, I assumed that that child must have been a relative of his like he it's grabbed his from the crowd is it's it his, his son, son. Yeah. okay um because it was trying to work out yeah. if it was just some that was hilarious. <laughs> from, the, from the crowd fantastic stuff i saw a great video like uh, as well doing the rounds of uh, a young west ham fan you know yeah, pointing amazing. out that they've won more trophies than spurs which <laughs> is just see the emotion the emotion in his face unreal yeah it man. was in tears yeah it's, it's just raw this is what football this is what this sport does to people it's it's fantastic um so yeah very much looking forward to uh so hopefully seeing Declan Rice as an Arsenal shirt in the near future, we'll keep you up to date with everything that goes on with that deal and, and any updates we have, you can sort of be finding them on, on FL. Um, of course, there, there is still needs elsewhere. And there was a report yesterday about Kai Havertz mm. as well. Did you see where this report came from? Yeah, it came from uh, one of the big podcast uh, hosts of Chelsea, isn't it? Um, Alex Goldberg. So it's quite very, mm. very interesting. Very, very interesting. And Take he basically... You know what? I really loved him when he was at Bayer Leverkusen. Like, honestly, like, I was screaming out for one player I wanted when he was at Bayer Leverkusen, and it was Kai Havertz. I think the stuff that he was playing, but he wasn't really playing as a striker at Bayer Leverkusen. At times, he's playing as a number 10. At times, he's playing out on the flank. But he's very versatile. And I think a lot of um, fans have, have seen the way his career has panned out at Chelsea and have essentially written him off. But I still think... Mikel Arteta could get the best out of him. He's young. He's a German international. He's he's very versatile. Like he he may not be the most prolific of strikers uh, in the box, but he can play that um, number nine position. And we keep screaming out about getting someone who's uh, who's different to Gabriel Jesus. And I think Kai Havertz is that type of player. Again, the fee will probably be. Um, quite hefty because Chelsea seem to be looking to get a lot of money um, for, for outgoing players this summer. 
but I like him. I think he can play in a number of positions. Um, maybe Mikelata is is. It's interesting because we've been seeing links in recent weeks to a lot of players in that left-sided midfield position, like Madison, Mount, um, uh, Kudus. Um, I saw a link yeah. or, or, uh, earlier on of another uh, player from Sporting Lisbon. I think he, he's your boy, Pedro. I'm not even going to pronounce it. Oh, um, Gonchalves. Yeah, I saw I saw a yeah. link early on this morning as well. Mm. And it seems that Mikel Arteta wants someone in that mode because obviously if he's going to let Granit Xhaka depart, he realizes that we're, we're losing goals, we're losing assist contributions from that position because Grant Ishaka, he's had a great season and he's offered something different in terms of what our midfielders can do. And that's putting the ball in the back of the net from that position. And if he was to depart, we, we, we need to replace that. And I think Mikel Arteta realizes that. So all these links to these type of players, I think is really interesting. And I, I, I like the link to Havertz. I'm, I'm not going to write him off because I still think there's a very good player there. I just don't think he's suited to Chelsea. And a lot of players aren't. I think he could be suited um, to a team like Arsenal, more more on the front foot, more of an attacking team. Um, and I think Mikel Arteta will get the best out of him. So, uh, But obviously the price is dependent on how much Todd Bowley wants because when Todd Bowley is charging, um, asking sorry for £80 million for Mason Mount, um, asking 60, 70 million pounds for Kai Havertz. No team is going to come on the table and say, yeah, we want your player because it's just too expensive. But I like the link, to be honest. I'm not going to write him off because I was a big fan of Bayer Leverkusen and I know what he's capable of doing. Absolutely. Uh, he is. I, th- I think always that you have to look at a player individually, see what their potentials are. I think that I, I always steer clear of like, the opinions of he played for Chelsea and yeah, that means yeah. it's not going to work. I think it's ridiculous to rule a player out because of the club that they play for because we've had issues with players that have been there in the past. You know, I've started to see suggestions that we shouldn't go for Man City players like Gundogan because of, you know, we don't want to get their cast. I find it ridiculous <laughs> that you Bro. have to disassociate the player with the club that they play for and as- assess them individually. And look, Kai Havertz, if you're able to get him for a, a decent fee, you know, would add certainly strong depth to the to the Arsenal attack. However, you know, I think the fees that Chelsea are going to be looking for are just what way beyond what I'd be willing to to spend on him. Um, but I think if you look at what Arsenal have done recently, Zinchenko and Jesus have, have leveled up this Arsenal squad. I think Jorginho has been a really good addition to the team as well in, in in the depth that he's brought to the midfield as well. So, and we still want to sign mid players in that position as well. It's not stopped us from from looking to strengthen further with a player like Declan Rice too. So, you know, you have to be able to disagree disassociate the whole Chelsea Spurs tag for things. I, I couldn't care less what you know the fans or whatever are joking about. At the end of the day, I care about what Arsenal do on the pitch. And if the player succeeds, you know, Jorginho, for instance, you know, what he contributed during that season started against Chelsea and we battered them. So, you know, I, I do not care what other fans have to say about who Arsenal are looking to sign as long as we're successful in, in doing so and getting more from those players. Regarding outgoings, uh, a number of players, there's an expectation of departures. Kyra, Chief Football, uh, Chief Arsenal Correspondent of Football London reports in the Balogun, Trusty, Pepe, all expected to leave um, the club on permanent deals. Are you surprised by any of those? Not really, uh, to be honest. I know there was talk of um, Trusty um, during his spell at Birmingham that he could potentially come in and offer a backup to Gabriel, but I just don't see it. I think it was always a deal where we give him exposure um, to English football and we recoup um, uh, profit out of that deal. And I think we will. So I think that's good business that we've basically done in terms of that deal. Nicholas Pepe, I think, is an interesting one. Um, 
I can't really see a team going for him this summer. I'm hoping one of the Saudi Arabia teams come in for him because the way they've been going in the transfer market is crazy. So if they if they want to take Pepe um, out of our hands, uh, we'd be happy to take that. But yeah, I can see Nicolas Pepe. Um, I can see Arsenal basically allowing him to depart basically this summer and just uh, letting him go on a free. So and he's got one year left on his contract. I don't think any club is going to pay what Arsenal would ideally like for Pepe. And if I'm honest, I don't even think we can get ten million pounds for Nicolas Pepe. Like, and, and that's realistic from me saying that. I just don't think. I just don't think we can. I don't think he's had the best of times in his loan spell over in France. Um, I think there's been reports in the French media that at times he's been a bit casual, lackluster. I think the words being described. So. I just can't see us getting the the money that we want for that type of player. Um, and then in terms of Balogun, um, that's a player that if we were to allow him to depart this summer, which I think he will, I think he is set for a move away, we need to recoup a good fee for him. And I'm looking at upwards of £40 million. Like that should be the starting point for Balogun because he's over in, I think, LA with the US national team. I think that's that's a different kind of exposure. Like he's now in the U.S. national team, he's going to be um, the focal point of, of the U.S. men's national team, um, the main striker. Um, there's lots of clubs in and around Europe linked with him, the likes of Leipzig, the Milan clubs. So we should be looking to get um, upwards of forty million pounds. But then you think, can the Italian clubs pay that money? I've never like you. You often see it that they're like a bit hesitant to go uh, upwards of forty million pounds. You rarely see it. German clubs as well, I can't really see it. But the fact that Nkuku is going to Chelsea, maybe that will allow Leipzig to have some money and an option in their squad for Balogun to come in. But out of all those players, I'm hoping that we get a lot of money for Balogun because the fact that he's had a great spell in France, um, the fact that he's young, the fact that he's now in everyone's thoughts in and around Europe, we should be looking to get good money for him. So £40 million upwards, I'd be very happy with. Okay. Lovely stuff. Um, I, I look at players like you know those three particular, and it's it's always going to be, it's always going to be about what money Arsenal get for certain profiles this you know this window, and always are. If we can get like a hundred million quid from our outgoings, you're looking at that offsetting a significant spend this summer, and that's, that's going to be key. You don't think we can get a hundred million this summer? When I look at the players that we have. I'd like to hope so. Like I look at Balogun, he could recoup a lot of money. I look at Kirantini, I think he could recoup a lot of money because especially Newcastle and Aston Villa are on the table. But apart from those players, like which which players are valuable assets to our, our to our team that I expected to, to depart? Um, like Emil Smith Rowe, he's he's going to stay. So that's one um, player that's not expected to depart this window. You're looking at Rob Holding. I can't really see us getting much for him, to be honest. In an ideal world, yes, but I really can't see it, to be honest. I could see Arsenal allowing him to leave for about three, four million pounds. And uh, yeah, I just, I just, yeah. I, I, uh, okay. If if you look at the squads, yeah, Balogun, you should be getting at least upwards of thirty million pounds. Yeah, My 100%. view, close to thirty-five million pounds. Hundred percent. Tierney, thirty-five million pounds, I think, is a fair price. So that's seventy million between the two of them, right? If Charlie Patino goes, I think. 
10 million pounds is not a bad price tag, especially if we want a buyback clause inserted into that deal. So I'd be looking to try and get 10 for Patino. Bo, I uh, what Xhaka is all. Xhaka, 13 million pounds. <laughs> yeah. seems to be the price tag. So now you're up to your 90s already. Pepe, I don't know if we're going to get anything yeah, for I him. Yeah, I don't think so. We've already made 7 million on Murray already this summer as well. Um, I think there are others I'm probably forgetting about as well in the team. Trusty. I mean, Pepe would... Trusty might get a few million quid for uh, Heine or Conquo. One of those two teams, uh, two players, sorry, mm-hmm. could uh, bring us in a little bit of money. Um, looking That's elsewhere in the squads. Uh, Cedric. R- Runison, Cedric, Tavares, Laconga. Oh, yeah, Laconga, yeah. It seems 100 million right there, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know what? It, on paper... I can see you, you. You'd expect Arsenal and Eddie to get that money, but I've been hurt in the past. You know that I've been hurt in the past. Like we've got Shaka, we've got Balogun, we've got Tierney. Those three players are the key players. If we can get big, big fees for those three players, we'll be we'll be in a very good place. And I'm looking at seventy million pounds in total for those three, at worst, in the worst case scenario, seventy million pounds. And then you've got the players that like you've just touched on. Lokonga, I know Burnley have been linked with him, Vincent Company, but again, I can see another loan spell for him. Tavares as well, I completely forgot about him. If Arsenal don't see a future for him, I think he could go for a lot of money as well because even though he's raw, he's still got potential and potential teams don't mind paying for that. So yeah, but in an ideal world, we, we should get £100 million. Pounds, but I think Edu's got a lot of work to do. Eddie's got a lot of work to do this summer in terms of both incomings and outgoings. Yeah, yeah we'll see. I think he's going to get a lot of scrutiny onto him this season, that's for sure. Um, Alex says, um, let's go to uh, lads. If Chelsea are willing to use Colwell as part of the exchange for Caicedo, can we offer them Trusty, who's far more experienced as a centre-back? Uh, what do you think? No way, bro. No, no, <laughs> Pushing no. it a bit. Pushing it. Do you worry that the, the, the Colwell interest is going to... Do you know what I mean? It's... No, I don't, I don't think Chelsea sold uh, Levi Cobble. I just don't think Todd Bowley uh, sells him, to be honest. Um, I, I see Cobble in the same mode as Arsenal saw William Saliba, um, that they were never going to sell him. There was always talks filtering in and around Europe that, oh, Marseille are going to come in for William Saliba. There's no future for William Saliba, etc. And I think the same with Levi Cobble. I think there is a future for him at Chelsea. I think they realise his potential. They realise how great he can become. But again, it also de- depends on Colwell himself. Is he is he frustrated in terms of how he's not been given opportunities in the past? Does he really want to go back to Chelsea? He tweeted, I think, a few 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 weeks ago, um, uh, like someone asked him a question, how, how are you feeling or something like that? And he uploaded a picture with, uh, I think, his teammate, Billy Gilmore or something like that. And they riled the Chelsea fans up. I think I, I can't remember the specific situation, but yeah, Colwell is a much, much better defender than Austin Trusty, uh, I'm afraid to say. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they'll be looking to get upwards of £30 million, pounds, it seems, for him if he is indeed to to leave. Um, Banter on says, guys, allow me to speak on the Charlie Patino transfer situation. I believe because of the hype that surrounds him, Arsenal will be looking to sell with a buying option, but I think Charlie's going to be loaned. Um, you also have to speak about Xavi Simmons. They say, from my perspective, and I've spoken to someone close to the, the player on this one, is that they feel the timing of the, the Patino situation means that he has to be moved on kind of permanently, and Charlie's looking to move on permanently. 
I also am aware that Arsenal, are, you know, they they don't want to lose it and then have regrets about this. So the intention is that a, a buyback option would be included any potential uh, exit for Patino, but that will lower the price tag significantly. So it's a balancing act with that one. But Arsenal know that they can't really keep Patino whilst they're looking to bring in Rice. They've brought in Jorginho. They they've got Partey still here. You know they're looking at Ka- they're looking at Caicedo. Let's 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 see um, what happens. But uh, I'm hopeful that we get a decent you know figure for him still and and still have a future uh, as well. Um, we're going to round things up there. Uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe if you're new. Mar, thank you for your time, Matt, as always. Thank you much. Appreciate TC. Of course, uh, we will see you again very soon. Of course, tomorrow I'll be back with another episode of the Arsenal Agenda at 10 a.m. and you'll have more content, I'm sure, to come on the show too. Thank you so much for listening. We'll speak to you soon. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.